0: If you could bring back an actor or actors for one film, who would you choose and why? What if you combine that thought into a fantasy draft scenario? Today on the Going Off Topic Podcast, The Actor Draft. Welcome to the Going Off Topic Podcast, part of the Anything But Credible Network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauchet. Joining me on the line... All the way from Denver, Colorado. Thomas Ragland. How you doing, Thomas? What's going on?
1: Hey man, I am great. Having a having a good day today.
0: Yeah. It's uh you know, how how's the weather out in Denver? We saw a couple weeks ago you guys had some snow, so is uh the snow still there or are we warming up? What's going on?
1: Well, you know, it really does depend on the day. <laughs> uh you know, right now it's uh it's about uh forty or so degrees. Uh, it's supposed to be about 80 tomorrow, uh, and then it's supposed to snow again Thursday. So <laughs> it's just kind of a typical Colorado week for us.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, it's nice to finally get you on the pod. I know we've been discussing some some scenarios to get you on. Uh, how does it feel to finally get your voice out there for the people to hear, uh, for everybody to, for you to be a part of the podcast?
1: You know, outside of my lack of baritone, I think it feels pretty <laughs> good uh, to get my voice out there. Um, I, uh, you know, have, have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. Um, and as George Costanza would say, I have a lot of problems with you people. So, uh, we're going to air them all out.
0: Perfect. Perfect. That's definitely what we, what we need. And I know, uh, we, we just, we have you for, for part of the actor series today, but I know going forward, there are definitely some, some, uh, topics that, that you are interested in that we will, we will get back on, get you back on the line for. But as I said today, uh, this is another part of our actor blog and podcast series. It's based off a picture uh, that Thomas actually helped us create. It is uh, 15 great actors and actresses that have passed away. And we had a draft to create kind of our own team. We had five people. We each finished with uh, three actors or actresses. And uh, there's going to be a blog along with with the podcast series. So make sure to check out both of those. But the overarching question behind this picture is, who would you bring back for one film? uh, why would you bring that person back? And then at the end, the three people that you finish with, you kind of put them into a movie, you pitch a movie. I think that's been one of the most interesting and fun parts of this whole blog and podcast series is just listening to and right reading, uh, the creativity from everybody that's been involved creating a movie. So with that being said, uh, are you ready to jump in? Do you have any opening remarks you'd like to start with?
1: You know the uh, the opening remarks. Uh, you know, you mentioned that I that I kind of helped. The one thing that I, after going back and looking at, um, you know, the the list of actors, my first initial thought was, man, I had a lot of good Photoshop skills uh, <laughs> when I put this together that I don't think I have uh, any longer. So uh, that was that was helpful uh, to see. Um, and, and I wanted to note the the one actor that we ended up leaving off of this was Corey Monteith, mm. um, and and I think that that was. Um, probably the right choice, uh, based on the other 15 that, uh, ended up in this pool. But, uh, I think it's also, um, interesting, especially because he obviously didn't have a huge body of work, uh, by the time that he passed away. So, um, you know, he had, he had basically one big, uh, you know, hit and, um, probably would have gone on to quite a bit of things, but uh, I thought it was a, a, an interesting omission, but I think probably the right one when you look at everybody else's body of work.
0: Sure. Yeah. We, I found this picture online. Uh, I can't remember where or who, who had it out there, but we kind of tweaked it and added people, subtracted some people. Like you said, and you know, I send it over to you because I have no Photoshop skills. So I, I kind of put a message out to the people and asked if anybody could help us out and you generously volunteered and it looks, it looks perfect. It looks great. But, uh, when you saw these pictures and names, you know, you have actors like Robin Williams, Bruce Lee, John Belushi, Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, uh, James Dean, Michael Clark Duncan, Bernie Mac, Brittany Murphy, Heath Ledger, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alan Rickman, Paul Walker, Patrick Swayze, and lastly, Chris Farley. What were some of the, you know, like your initial thoughts, things that kind of ran through your mind of when you just saw that picture, when I sent you the list and everything?
1: Yeah, I think first of all, um, and we'll get into obviously like my specific draft, but one of the things that you would ask me to kind of, You know, uh, very initially, um, like pick three of these people um, and I had uh, ended up with two of the three that I uh, had originally given you as people that I would want uh, in this scenario. So um, that was that was really interesting to me. Um, The second thing was the amount of people that I felt that I really had not seen a ton of their work. Uh, maybe some of their more famous things, but you know, uh, James Dean, I really haven't seen a ton of his work. Marilyn Monroe, even, um, obviously know a lot of the famous things that she's done, but it really um, wasn't wasn't actual you know film work um, that I had really seen from her. Uh, but also, even people like Chris Farley um, and Bernie Mac, who I thought that I had seen uh, a lot of, I really like when I went down to it. I'm like, oh, maybe I've only seen a couple movies that Bernie's done. And so that was really interesting to me and and, and really kind of eye-opening and actually made me want to go back and, and, and review a few things. Um, Because, uh, you know, just thinking about, uh, you know, the the amount of of different types of roles, as you kind of mentioned, uh, was, was really interesting to me. Um, And the other piece of that was just the sheer amount of talent and also the age of these folks when we, when we ended up losing them, Um, I thought was really um, interesting. It was, it's, it's very similar to, if you look at um, you know like some old uh, sports things, or or if you look at the uh, the old uh, twenty seven club, I mean, we lost a lot of these people kind of in their prime, yeah. uh, which is really crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing that, that you did bring up there was that when I originally sent this out, I kind of had it as pick pick three, write a piece on them, and then we'll do a podcast. But I thought you know everybody's going to kind of pick the same three, and maybe the draft uh, scenario that we created it might've actually made it easier because I think when I looked at that list, I mean, Robin Williams, uh, Alan Rickman, Paul Walker, Bruce Lee, and just among those people, it's, it would be so hard to pick three people, but when you have a draft, you know, yeah. there's so many people that, Oh man, I wanted that guy, but he got taken. I'll take this guy next. So that might've actually uh, helped out and made it a little bit easier, but to continue on the, the draft uh, strategy kind of initiative, I know you are a fantasy football maniac. Uh, you're in, I don't, I don't know, 20-something leagues every year. It's crazy. Uh, you do college drafts. You do, I i can't keep up with how many leagues you're in. But did you have any kind of strategy going into the draft? Uh, did your fantasy football skills, would you say, did they translate to this type of exercise? Um, what was your, you know, did you have any kind of strategy where it's just kind of, okay, this guy's gone, I'll go with this guy. what What, what did you have going in?
1: Yeah, you know, I actually uh, that's, uh, using that football, that fantasy football knowledge that I have. You know, I don't like to brag. I'm a 20 time champion. It is what it is. <laughs> but what I'll say is that uh, you know, I did rank um, you know, kind of my my groups, and I actually ranked them in tiers as mm. well. And so you had you had your kind of your top tier of folks, and then maybe your your mid level tier, um, and then you had your, your kind of your base level tier where I was like, you know, they're they're good, but are they? you know, superstars type sure. of thing. Um, and, I, and I kind of went through that. What I'll tell you is that I was able to get, I had, um, you know, in my top four, I was able to get three of my top four as my three. Um, so I, I, I think um, maybe I overvalued a couple of people, um, but because I did that, I was able to get the, the group that I wanted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the what you ended with there definitely puts things kind of in perspective. Because, you know, when you talk about movies and actors and actresses, everybody kind of uh, goes to their own people, their favorites. You know, I'm a huge, like, Chris Farley and John Belushi fan. And, you know, they're, like, some of the greats on this list. But they might not be as high for, for you as they are for me. So, you know, it's just kind of whatever you can get. Everybody has their own ranking. And with that... um, Do you have your power rankings, your tiers that you can give to us? I I would definitely be interested in hearing how you ranked everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my top five, um, Robin Williams was my number one. Um, Then we followed up with Alan Rickman. uh, And Robin Williams was a tier all of his own. He was like a B superstar superstar tier. And he was by himself. The next tier was Alan Rickman, Michael Clark Duncan, Phillips Timo Hoffman, Hoffman, and Patrick Swayze. And they kind of made up that next like upper echelon tier for me. Um, the next tier was was like a super good tier, but um, really kind of um, it's for me more like mid level, but would really be excited about them. A lot of upside: Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Brittany Murphy, Bernie Mac, Paul Walker, and Chris Farley. Um, it was a, it was a huge chunk group. Um, and really very minute differences between those. You could really move them up and down in any order, and they probably would have been kind of right in that same tier. And then my bottom tier was John Belushi, Bruce Lee. Uh, Audrey Hepburn and James Dean, as I mentioned for James Dean and similar with Audrey Hepburn, a lot of that came down to just not a ton of familiarity with their actual work. Um, Certainly understand their cultural impact. um, But the, the familiarity with seeing, you know, them, their performances, um, that's really what it came down to. Um, John Belushi was one of those that, you know, obviously taken way too early um, at the height of his comedic crime. And Bruce Lee, similar um, not on the comedy side, but, uh, you know, obviously taken, um, in the middle of filming. And um, while um, that didn't necessarily play into it, again, I think just uh, a body of work piece is it came
0: down to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, everybody that we have, that's that's written a piece or that we've we've interviewed for the pod kind of, has definitely mentioned that Robin Williams is just a tier above everybody. And then after that, it, it's definitely very uh, variable, you yeah. know, who you have where. And I'm really interested when we when we release all these to kind of see feedback from people What what kind of uh where everybody has their power rankings going, but you uh had the second overall pick and you uh took Alan Rickman with your number one overall pick, um you know why why him why uh was he so high on your list? Just give us a little background on uh Alan Rickman.
1: Yeah, I think um, Alan Rickman is one of to me, one of the, just the most interesting people uh, that's ever existed in kind of the Hollywood sphere. And part of that is his film debut is Hans Gruber, right? (laughs) In Die Hard. Like, how ridiculous as that. One of, if not the best villain of all time. And he debuts, his film debut is that role. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Not to mention that then, you know, he had some other roles where he was a villainous persona, but really he also showed a ton of range in more dramatic and comedic films as well. Um, the first film I remember seeing him in actually was Dogma um, of Kevin Smith's uh, universe. And him being the voice of God, the Metatron, (laughs) and just the dry, hilarious way that he just helped, you know, the uh, protagonist in that film um, was really just, to me, it was hilarious. Um, He played everything just so dryly, um, but everything was, uh, really laugh out loud funny to me, um, and, and he also you know got great praise for his role as Doctor Lazarus in Galaxy Quest. I mean, so you could just see kind of that range. Uh, for me personally, he's also in my favorite movie of all time, which is Love Actually, um, and he plays the philandering Harry. Um, and so that is um, you know another role where he was able to exercise both kind of the dramatic uh, chops and also the comedic chops and, and I thought that he. Um, you know, to me, like, he was just such an all-around, um, you know, wonderful actor. Um, even even his role as Snape, which is both, basically both good and bad, um, in, in kind of the same universe, um, like, just his ability to, to do that and be, you know, really synonymous with, with roles, and I think that that's really key, too, is, like, if you think of a role, you would never think of someone else in that role if he was the one that was occupying it, and that to me uh, really put him kind of uh, above everybody else and, and just slightly below Robert Williams, who I uh, extended that same thing to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know he's able to play any kind of role, like you said. And when you think of Alan Rickman, you know, you think of those two, you think of Hans Gruber and Snape, but just uh, the the background and everything else that he did besides those two roles was so big and so important to the, uh, kind of movie industry as a whole. So you, uh, you know, you, you gave us your squad already, you ended up with Alan Rickman, Michael Clark, Duncan, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, kind of how happy are you with that squad? And, you know, was there someone else that you maybe really wanted? I know that you had the second pick. So Robin Williams was kind of off the board, but was there somebody else in between that got taken that you were kind of really interested in?
1: Yeah, um, you know, um, so as I mentioned, even the, the very, very first time that you asked me about this, um, the three that I gave you were Robin Williams, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Michael Clark Duncan. Um So to end up with those two plus Alan Rickman as a substitute since Robin Williams wasn't there, I'm absolutely thrilled um, with that. Um, in terms of uh, if there was someone else, you know, there were two that, that really stood out to me as maybe they would fit well um, in one role or the other, if if I if I didn't have one of these three, and and the first one um, was actually Brittany Murphy, and um, the, the fact that I didn't have um uh, you know a female um, actor here um, was something that I was like maybe that would have been uh, nice to have, and to me, um, Brittany was was um, the one I would have wanted of. The, I believe we had three or four um, on there, and, and that would have should have been the one that I would have wanted. Again, someone with a lot of range, um, hilarious, um, but also can can play those dramatic roles. And then um, the other person was actually uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, I'm a big uh, Swayze fan. Um, <laughs> is my mom's favorite actor when I was growing up, uh, so she made me watch all of his movies. Um, and then later, to find out, you know, he was in some like random movies that I like completely forgot he was in like Donnie Darko. Um, and so. I'm like, this guy is, uh, he, he's good stuff. And, 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 uh, I, I think he would have also fit pretty well, um, in any of the, uh, roles if I wasn't able to get, uh, one of my top, uh, four there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the next question I have here is with, with your squad, what impact did they kind of have on you or, um, you know, what impact would you say they had kind of on the, the film industry as a whole?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned, you know, Alan Rickman's uh, impact on me and, and really why I took him. But I'll, I'll say the the one piece that I that I think is interesting is that, you know, of the three actors I chose, he is the only one who really didn't get the love from uh, the Academy, either as nominations or um, as, as actual wins go. Uh, he had, you know, several BAFTA awards and several Saturn awards um but you know the the idea of him you know, we talked about like he's unmistakable in getting, in a couple of roles um but they weren't roles that gained him necessarily a you know award at least on what we would consider our grandest stage um for the academy awards mm-hmm. whereas michael Clark Duncan, um you know he got nominated for his role as john Coffey, um uh, in green mile mm-hmm. and um you know he um Maybe didn't have anything that came close to that. He still had so many roles um, and spanned so many genres. And really after that, um, I think was able to show that that comedy work, um, you know, in a a number of kind of side films or or side roles in films. Um, For for me personally, um, his role as Lucius in Talladega Nights, I mean, he is just an extreme delight uh, in that that film. Um, He's one of the best parts of the film. He is one of the most quoted uh, out of a movie that is known for just quotes. The, the "Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby" is amongst the most uh, quote-worthy uh, lines in that. So, and and that to me is, I think, a real testament to to his uh, capability. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is not one that, if you probably were asking me this ten years ago, I don't think that you know he would have been one that I would have um, jumped to necessarily. The very first thing I saw Philip Seymour Hoffman in was *A Long came Polly*, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, very, um, very different than his other roles. Yeah. You know, he's screaming things like rain dance and yeah. ice ran while he's playing basketball. Um, but for me, like now that's what I do when I play basketball, right? Like that's <laughs> what I think a lot of us do. Like uh, the, the rain dance certainly, uh, it's something that I think has, has really caught on, but this is a guy who was, you know, really looked at, um, for awards and really went for those types of things. Um, and, and really, you know, sought out roles where he was able to do that, like being Truman Capote, yeah. um, And, you know, he was, he was just in so many, um, kind of genre, uh, so many different genres of of film that I I think that he probably of the three, um, has probably the most lasting impact to film and to cinema. Um, and, you know, just, just versatile, sharp wit, great emotion. Um, you know, that's really kind of, uh, what you think of when you think of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, all three of those guys are very, uh, well-rounded you could see him kind of in any role uh, so the the one of the final questions I have for you here is we asked I asked everybody to come up with a movie pitch and like I said at the beginning one of my favorite parts of getting all the all the, the blogs back was just to go through and read the movie pitch uh, because they were just so creative uh, so funny and just it, it was cool because as I sat back and, and read them I could kind of you know picture these three actors in these roles and just be like God I would do a lot of different things just to get into a time machine, go back, find these three (laughs) people and put them in this film. And your, your movie is no, uh, no exception to that rule. Why don't you give us uh, your movie pitch uh, featuring Alan Rickman, Michael Clark Duncan and Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you first asked this, um, you know, my initial thought was actually to go something dramatic. Um, Comedy is probably my, my favorite style um, of movie, but I also love like very, realistic type of drama, like things that you could that you would see and you'd be like, Yeah, I, I could see myself or my family in a situation like that. Like it's not far fetched, that type of thing. Um, but I love all types of comedy. So eventually what I what I fell on was comedy based on thinking of their um, you know, their various comedic roles themselves. But you know, the over the top comedy of Michael Clark Duncan, the sharp cutting barbs from Philsky Moore Hoffman. Mm. And then of course the dry timing and that intelligence that Alan Rickman would bring. I I really felt like comedy would be the best use of their talents. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to play on the fact that all of them have had roles in religious slash supernatural movies. We talked about John Coffey with Michael Clark Duncan, um, but we also you know, have Alan Richman in not, uh, not only Dogma, but has, has had several roles that have kind of verged on that supernatural or religious piece. Um, and then you have um, Philip Seymour Hoffman who's in Doubt, and, and which was which greatly critically acclaimed And so I really wanted to play on both the religious slash supernatural and also the comedy piece. So my pitch is for a movie that's called Interfaith. I mean, it centers on the two heads of churches um, who happen to be across the street from one another. And all of us, I think, you know, we drive and especially, you know, we've definitely seen it in Missouri. um, But I think you drive on streets, like especially in the suburbs, you're going to see these churches right across the street from each other. Sometimes they have the little signs that take little barbs at each other, uh, those types of things. They want to bring in their congregations, that type of thing. And that's really what I'm seeing here is is these two churches that are across the street from one another, Michael Clark Duncan playing a Baptist minister, um, and then Alan Rickman playing a Catholic priest. They're longtime rivals engaging in lengthy competition. They're utilizing these marquees, like I said, for these passive aggressive messages, trying to take members from one another. And even some of the sermons are focusing on the problems of the other church. Um, but as we've seen, even in our uh, own society, church membership faith dwindles in the nation. Um, both leaders decide to attend an interfaith conference in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, had to do a little bit of home there. Um, there they meet the leader of the Rocky Mountain Interfaith Council, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, who, after kind of taking them on their own like side quest reveals himself to be God. God then instructs the two leaders that they must work together, create a mega church that features elements of their faith and faith from all religions and even secular groups in order to restore faith in God and as typical, hilarity and faith.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's absolutely fantastic. And like I said, I would love just to go back in time and, and be able to cast these three uh, individuals into this movie because, oh man, I, I, like I said, I can just picture it These huge, massive churches that they're both working on—they're going out there and changing the sign to to get people in, and and just take shots at the other people. And it just sounds like a movie that everybody would just enjoy watching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was really uh, that was really key for me—is the ability to have something that that had something for everybody. Um, And it's also why I thought, like, let's bring some of these secular group spots in as well, Um, because when you start looking at you know, really honestly, like in, in reality across the nation, we start looking at what are ways that churches try to bring people in. And one of the things that they, that they did, you know, in the past really 20 years or so was incorporate like rock music and stuff <laughs> like that, yeah. um, you know, ways to bring in kind of the general public. And so I thought of like the way that they've been using that and the way that that can be used in, in this type of situation where, you know, you, and especially because you have this, you know, this bold gregarious Baptist minister and that, you know, very like sharp and intelligent Catholic priests who know how to get people, but really don't know how to get along in kind of the outside world with everybody else. And so that was really um, something that, that uh, uh, meant a lot to me. And then, of course, anytime you have an actor playing God, I think you think of Morgan Freeman initially. Um, but I think that Philip Seymour Hoffman would do his best um, in kind of just that that really sharp um, you know, kind of thoughtful approach, um, to God, but I think it, it's been, uh, yeah, I, like you said, like, I wish I could go back in the time machine uh, and, and see that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what everybody else did. Um, because yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it was a really cool project.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun and a lot of fun just to read and, and everybody's, and I can't wait for, for just the listeners of the podcast and, and the readers of the blog to check it out. But I also can't wait for you guys that wrote and, uh, did the podcast with us to kind of see what other people did because it, it 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 really got interesting and it was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get out of here, do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to
1: to add? Um, you know, uh, not not really. Like I, like I said, I think that this was a really awesome uh, project. I, I love the podcast in general. I mean, the idea it's, it's right in the name, right, going off topic. Like it's it's just been such an uh, an awesome part of my week. Um, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, thought that y'all had some really, uh, really strong episodes that, you know, I told you this kind of offline, but, uh, you know, there, 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 are even, uh, episodes where it like made me go back and go, Oh yeah, I really don't know a lot about that. Like, for instance, like Lil Wayne's <laughs> discography, like, I was like, Oh, I, I, like, I consider myself a bit of a hip hop head. Like I am nowhere close to the two of you. And that was really a revelation to me. So uh, yeah, it was a, it's been a, it's been a really fun ride, and uh, just excited to be even a small part of
0: this. Yeah, we we absolutely uh, appreciate that, and I know I think I know the answer to this question already, but I'm, I'm asking everybody as as we kind of sign off. Will you come back uh, on the podcast with us, whether on the phone or if you find yourself anywhere near St. Louis, we could maybe get you in the studio sometime.
1: One hundred percent, I would I would absolutely uh, uh, relish the uh, opportunity to do so.
0: Perfect. So we will we'll definitely work on some topics t- together. Or if, if you know if you have any topics that you want to shout out and get on, let us know. Uh what do you think of Thomas's squad? Let us know on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Shoot us an email, going at gmail.com. That's going at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to see what you guys think of everybody's squad make sure to check out uh, thomas's blog on anything dot you can also find all of the other blogs and all of the other actor pods on there as well as well as all of the uh, anything but credible podcasts wherever you're listening to us right now make sure to hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review that really helps us out lets us know what we're doing well where we can improve shout out to visor beats for the intro and outro groove and as always keep it off topic hey everybody kyle Foucher here You just heard one part of the Actor Draft podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for the rest of the series. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, make sure to do that now. If you're already subscribed, stay tuned for the next episode of the Actor Draft.